call the meeting of the Senate Labor, Commerce, and Industry Labor and Employment Subcommittee to order. We have one bill on the agenda, and as you may know, this subcommittee operates on Oconee time instead of Senate time, so we're going to start on time. <laughs> Senator from Williamsburg is, is in agreement with that. Um, what we have before us is S-218 by Senator Massey. The clerk will read it. ensures that a political subdivision cannot establish, mandate, or otherwise, otherwise require an employee benefit without first receiving approval by the General Assembly. This is similar to what the General Assembly passed several years ago regarding minimum wage. Minimum wage cannot be set by a city or county. It can only be set at the state level by the General Assembly. Employee benefit includes but is not limited to any health benefits, disability benefits, death benefits, group accidental death and dismemberment benefits, paid days off for holidays, paid sick leave, paid vacation leave, paid personal necessity leave, retirement benefits, and profit sharing benefits. Fourteen states have adopted laws to prohibit these types of local mandates, and we have a map attached so you can see where those states are. And this act takes effect upon approval by the governor. And, and we, we do have some speakers. Okay, we have several speakers that want to mm -hmm. be heard on this bill. So, Ms. Widener, if you want to. Um, let's start with, with um, Lisa Sweatman. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Good morning. Mr. Chairman and subcommittee members, thank you so much for allowing me to speak with you today on Senate Bill 218. My name is Lisa McGill-Sweatman, and I represent the South Carolina Retail Association. Um, along with the Retail Association, we strongly support this bill. We also have a coalition of members um, who also support this bill, and you should have a letter before you today. I'll just read who those members are. Um, of course, the South Carolina Retail Association, the South Carolina Staffing Association, the South Carolina Manufacturing Association, the National Federation of Independent Businesses, the South Carolina Chamber of Commerce, the South Carolina Restaurant and Lodging Association, the South Carolina Association of Convenience Stores, and the Carolinas Associated General Contractors. Um, like Ms. Widener said, this bill would um, simply prohibits a political subdivision from mandating that a locality um, mandate um, a, an employer to do a paid sick leave or any other benefits. What this bill would do is it would ask the General Assembly to approve any of those measures in this state. Um, across the country, we've actually witnessed localities proposing paid sick leave mandates, um, and in 2014 alone, there were two dozen areas that did this. Um, in response to this, states all across the nation have introduced this type of legislation. Um, and you should have a map in front of you today that shows all of these states that have done that. Um, three years ago, there were eight states that had passed this measure. Two years ago, there were 14 states that had passed this measure. And I'm happy to report today, if this is the map that you're looking at, that there are 24 states that now have actually passed this legislation. And I would point to, obviously, South Carolina um, looks like sort of an island of its own down there. So unfortunately, right now, we, we could be a targeted state for something like this to take place. 
Um, for businesses that operate stores in multiple cities and counties in South Carolina, keeping up with these type of mandated paid sick leave laws creates such a burden, operational difficulties. That's why we simply just think this should be done on a state level versus a local level. And especially in an economic climate like we have today, small business owners have the ability to offer more competitive benefits to their employees with a package, with a package that's consistent and uniform for across the state. Um, this is simply what this bill does. Um, I know that's hard to believe that it's just as simple as that, but that is what this bill does. So we would strongly encourage you to support this measure. And I'll stop now and see if you have any questions for me that I'd be happy to answer. Any members of the committee have any questions for Ms. McGill, as in Lieutenant Governor McGill Swept? <laughs> Hearing none, uh, Ms. Widener, who else wants to speak on this bill? Thank you. Thank John you. John Brasini with the South Carolina AFL CIO. Mr. Chairman, members of the subcommittee, good morning. Again, my name is John Brissini, and I'm the legislative liaison for the American Federation of Labor and Congress of Industrial Organizations. As I'm sure will come to no surprise, we strongly oppose this particular bill for a number of reasons. The first being, at its core, this is actually an erosion of home rule. And it seems that S-218 is an ALEC bill that is attempting to preempt and provide a solution for a situation in South Carolina that does not exist. The precedent that this would set in and of itself is very disturbing. One of the core issues that we need to look at with respect to what 218 does is it also dilutes the impact that local voters have on their own legislation. I will close by simply making the comment that I endeavor to imagine that several members of the General Assembly do not like it when the federal government tries to tell South Carolina what to do. I fail to make the connection how this is any different from the General Assembly trying to tell any political subdivision in South Carolina what it chooses to do. I now open to, uh, to any questions. Any committee members have any questions for Mr. Bersini? Thank you for Thank your you. attendance. We appreciate your Appreciate your Thank comments. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Senator from Edgefield, I have uh, been instructed to operate this committee on Oconee time by the chairman instead of Senate time. Hey, I, I like it. I hope this is um, a good indicator of what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks about getting the Senate started on time, too. So that's <laughs> well, that'll be Anderson time, so you better be there 15 minutes early. I like that. I might be stretching it a little like bit. That. Senator from Marion, welcome. Thank you, sir. Um, we've heard from Ms. McGill-Sweatman and Mr. Bersini, and since y'all were not here, I was wondering if either of y'all had any questions for. Move a favorable report. <laughs> Senator from Marion uh, obviously wants to operate on Marion time. There's been a motion for S-218 for a favorable report. Is there a second? All in favor of a favorable report for S-218, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Senator from Edgefield, you missed all the speakers. I just want to make sure they know. Yes, sir. Senator from Dorchester. We'll take that as noted. Thank you. 
The question is favorable report for S218. Uh, all in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? And the ayes have it. And we now stand adjourned. Oh. Thank you. Gee. Mr. Chairman, you really.